I'm excited because our first guest is live with us here. Yes. And it's always exciting to have a guest live. Inspired. And it's sharing your journey. It's inspired. It's inspired. Inspiring. So we're excited to have today Troy Jones joining us on the show. Good morning, Troy. Good morning. Hey, Troy. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. 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 And that... That was an honest answer? Yeah, and that's an honest answer. Okay. <laughs> we'll explain that as we get into the we'll segment, it, folks. Yeah, we'll explain that a little bit more. But, Troy Jones, you are a very active Catholic within our Sioux Falls Diocese. You're, you've been on many boards of directors. You... Um, you kind of dabble in a lot of different things within our Catholic community, but one of the most important ones that I think you might find most important might be Camp Sydney, and we're mm-hmm. going to get to that in just a little bit. But first, let the listeners know a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, a brother, a cousin, friend. Uh, Fred, I, I don't know what the last one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I have a few friends. <laughs> uh, that slime will come down your back at mass. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, he's going to sit behind you. Uh, I, I, I'm a businessman. Uh, I'm a member of St. Lambert Parish here in Sioux Falls. I was baptized and confirmed at Sacred Heart in Gettysburg. I was married at St. Peter and Paul in Pier. Uh, and then relevant to this, I, as as uh, Heather mentioned, I was the pa- I am the past president of Catholic Family Services, mm-hmm. which kind of got me involved in this process. Yep. Very exciting. So we have a special segment where we spend more time with one of our interviewers, interviewees, because they have a really inspirational story to share with us. And when I saw that your name was on the list, I was very excited because I want the listeners to hear your story. So you experienced a tragic loss and it's been 10 years. It's actually been 3,505 days. Um, since Sydney died. Uh, she was a senior at Creighton University getting ready to, um, you know, go take the next step in her life. And uh, she calls me and was talking about something that she was going to... Was she's upcoming. your daughter. She's my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's my 20, she was my 21-year-old daughter. She calls me. We have a short little conversation. <clears throat> Shortly thereafter, we get a call that she'd fallen. And uh, she suffered a pulmonary embolism, which is a clot had moved... Uh, from her leg through her heart and got stuck between her heart and her lungs and so she's deprived of oxygen and um, so she was uh, in the hospital for three days before she died so um, uh, that is our story you know with she has you know two sisters and a brother and nieces and nephews and and a mother and cousins and so um, the loss of Sydney, who was, you know, a bubbling personality, um, really affected everybody. Uh, but it really doesn't matter when anybody loses somebody. It doesn't matter about what type of personality they are. They filled a role in the family. Yeah. And we lost that role. Right. And so that's been something that for almost 10 years, um, my family has um, walked to figure out how to live in that reality. So you're you're experiencing this profound and tragic unexpected loss. Unexpected. That first week, what 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 was it like for you? It was, it was a total shock. I mean, in a way, that was by far has been part of the easiest part of the the journey, despite the fact it was filled with tears. Um, in that, um, uh, it was a, a situation where we're shocked we've lost her and. Um, so we all came together. My parish uh, and friends and family, was, support was 
was very very good in uh, supporting us during that time the, the, the wake was filled the church was filled people were at our house Sydney's friends from Creighton came up um, and were at at the funeral stuck around at the house for days <laughs> um, and uh, and so f- at first it was just a whole lot of support as you've tried to figure out you know what you're gonna do and you had no idea what was coming and uh, you know we had some harbingers you know uh, before the funeral you know father mason says just so you know this will be the hardest thing you ever do and for your marriage to survive it's more likely that you will not survive than any named a number of tragedies which you would think would cause marriages to break up Mm -hmm. would are are less likely and so we kind of got told we got a long haul to go I'm trying to remember, we were talking about this um, before we went on the air um, a few months. So Troy and I are at the same parish um, in Eastern Sioux Falls. Uh, several months after Sydney died, I saw you uh, donuts after mass um, one Sunday in the gym. And I don't remember what I actually said to you, but what I didn't say to you is, how are you doing? And, and talk, talk a little bit more about what you what we were talking about before we went on the air. Well, a lot of people will come up and they they want to empathize with us or they want to show sympathy, and so they say, "How are we doing? How are we doing? Well, not very good. Right? <laughs> we're mm-hmm. barely holding the the keeping the lights on and holding the wheels on the on the bus, and and everything feels like it's falling apart." But nobody wants that answer. I mean, they don't have a ten minute. They don't have ten minutes. They, but it's hurtful when we have to lie you say how are we doing and i say fine that's hurtful because you're my friend i would like to tell you the truth and i just didn't tell you the truth and so i'm hurt because i didn't have that opportunity and it's sometimes hurtful because i'm not sure you really wanted the answer right and and so what's always better is to say something which gives an indication you know that we're in a hard time right and 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 so it's a statement of sympathy or empathy depending upon whether you Empathy means you understand and have experienced it. Sympathy just means you know this is really hard. That is That lifts you up um, during those hard times um, because there's a connection. It's, it's real and it's real honest. And, of course, you probably said Sydney's name, so that's always right. something I love to hear. Right, right. Mm. So fast forward now almost 10 years where we are today and it's it's evident i'm, I'm guessing the listeners can tell but it's still i mean it's mm-hmm. still emotional for you yep. um and the and and we also talked before we went on the air about um grief and how you're grateful for your grief yeah that uh, um what this we didn't talk about so i hope it's not one of the things that that you hear lots of different analogies on how to understand what a parent, because parent grief for the loss of a child is different than sibling, losing mm-hmm. a sibling. The day Sydney was born, God put a place in my heart for her. And so the thing is, she's gone from that place. That, that place never shrinks. That hole never shrinks. And so the thing is that what, she, what grief is, is to learn how to live with it. Now, there's a number of ways you can live with it. The first way is when somebody will say something about you need to heal, you need to move on. That means, I think what healing means is that the injury or the hole right. is gone. Well, that, that's not true. Um, and so the reality is that we want to remember how much we love her. 
and miss her because that's the reality. So grief is the process of learning how to live with missing her and loving her, which to this day, I don't miss her one, one bit less and maybe more than the day she died. And I love her the same amount, right? So, did that, did yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, it, so that's. I, I love what you just said about how um, the process of learning how to, to deal with to cope with grief, whatever. It's, it's not about healing. Mm-hmm. That. It's not about healing. In a, you don't want that. To you don't go want away. to be healed. Yeah, because because a healed means you put a scab over it, or you right. put. And I don't go there. And whoever wants their daughter to be a relationship, you can't go to. Right. And so. It's learning how to how to first deal with all of the the tears, and I still get tears, but I can go there and be happy too. Right, right. Well, for those of you that are just tuning in, you're listening to our inspired story, our uh, journey with Troy Jones um, as he lost his daughter. She was 21 years old, and he lost her about 10 years ago. And we're kind of talking about the process that he went through and is still going through with grieving her loss. So at the very beginning, you um, had this traumatic loss. Where did you go? How did you know what you should be doing? Well, I was very fortunate in with regards to my pastor. His uh, sister lost both of her children. And so he really understood what a parent goes through. And he, and he very quickly told me, he says, I will take care of you spiritually. But you need to go to a professional. So I went to Marcy Moran at Catholic Family Services. I participated, me and my wife participated, and my children participated in the various grief programs they have. I obviously was in the grief program for, six-week program for uh, grieving the loss of a child. And then counseling with Marcy, whereby um, I learn um, how to, what what are good, healthy ways to go forward, and what are, are in unhealthy ways and so if you can self i self-diagnose yourself a little bit day to day say this is marcy says i shouldn't be thinking this or i shouldn't be going here and and this is good mm-hmm. and there and so then you can go down a good path um and then going and talking to her periodically with to get a good checkup just to tune up <laughs> um is also a good healthy thing too and, and well i would think there would be a lot of things that hearing from a <coughs> professional it's okay to feel this way don't be afraid to go there you know because that's fear is what i think of people holding people back from feeling things absolutely plus our society says sometimes if you're really sad and you're really down in the dumps that's bad no sad you know in the in the uh one of the themes that they speak about with regards to children's uh grief is sad is not bad and so it's okay for us to be sad. There are times in which that we are very sad that she's not here. And, and, and it's kind of like the big, if I don't have any of my kids around me, I don't miss Sydney as much because I'm doing things like a dad does without Ooh. a child. But as more and more of my kids and my grandkids come together, the person who's absent, yeah. it gets really, really it's big. So and so it's every family gathering becomes a little bit bittersweet, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, well, geez. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine this just this past weekend at a class reunion who um, was sad about the way her dad looks when they all get together. And I says, you realize what he's doing is he's missing your brother. He's bringing him back. He's bringing him into the place. Now, yes, he has that look. My grandkids always, at one time I overheard my grandkids said, hey, grandpa's got that look on his face, mm-hmm. which is the, my sad face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... 
uh, that's part of the process is how you bring your family together, how you deal with it. We always have a candle for Sydney. I know I'm rambling. Uh, that brings her physically into the place or visually as in her picture. And uh, Well, we're unfortunately going to have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have more with you, Troy. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about who Sydney was, okay. and then hear a little bit about um, what her legacy has left behind, sure. um, and s- ways that other families can possibly gain some of the healing that they may need. Um, so we're going to be right back. We're going to uh, take a quick break. We're coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we'll be right back. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting this morning live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are speaking with Troy Jones this morning. It's our inspired segment where we get to spend a little bit more time hearing about one of our listeners' stories. And we've been talking about his daughter who died at the age of 21, and she died about 10 years ago, and just talking about the uh, process of grief and how he and his family have kind of walked through that grief. Uh, Try to know before the break, Heather said more about who Sydney was and is, uh, and then about her legacy. But the question I wanted to ask, especially for our listeners, um, most people, when they lose somebody, but especially a circumstance like this, losing a child in the prime of life, uh, most people, not everybody, but they experience anger, especially at God at some point. I'm wondering if you could speak, was that your experience and how you handled that? Oh, yeah. I, the thing is, it, uh, yes, I was angry. I was very angry because it's unfathomable to me that God would take away somebody with so much promise, such a good-hearted person, was going to do good in this world and inflict so much pain on my family. Mm-hmm. You know, as father, how could I not be angry at the person who allowed, Mm -hmm. at at least allowed this to happen? And uh, so, yes, I had anger, and I was very blessed because my pastor allowed me to wallow in that anger for a period of time. And there was a particular time, and we don't have time for me to tell the whole story, but then there was a moment where I snapped, and he said, get over it. Yeah, mm. uh, basically, it, it and and well, I couldn't get over it, but then he gave me a process into which to go, which to get over it, and that was um, basically he and I read the Book of Job together and talked about it, and uh, that allowed me to get to a different to work through the anger, and w- what he later said was the blessing of that was never did I deny God, right, mm-hmm. and never did I hate him. Right, I was angry at it, and he can handle hate or yeah, my anger. anger. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't like we hate him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's important to, to note because I think sometimes Troy, my experience, some people try to repress or hide their anger because they feel like it's inappropriate somehow. Mm-hmm. But what I, I always say is, okay, first of all, God desires a real relationship with us. He's our Father. Um, that means we have to be honest with him. Secondly. He, there's this thing called omnipotence where he knows you're angry anyway, so you can't really hide it from him. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that that's true. And, you, and again, if anything you push, you know, your counselor will tell you anything you push into the bottom and don't deal with will create a pus and make you sick. Yep. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So the thing is that you can't. So that, I think that's why Father allowed me to express my anger, but he couldn't allow you to stay forever in in that position and, forever. Yeah, so finally, he had to say, "Let's yep. we're gonna yep. deal with this." Well, and I yep. think one of the most important things that I'm hearing from you is all the help that you sought all the help that you went out and got instead of trying to figure it out on your own i think the thing is and that's part we'll get to camp sydney but i think that's one of the things that camp sydney serves and everything else is these are things that we experience that you only get to do once or have to do once or very seldom you have to do it and it's really really personal everybody's grief and ex- and reaction to loss of a loved one is different because it's tied to their relationship. And so if you try to do this on your own, you're going to make way too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the consequences of making doing bad grief is bad future mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you become sick. You think you did the healthy things, you did unhealthy things. You failed to do healthy things. You'd never get out of this deal. And, it, and me as father, I can't afford to be sick for my family. Mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. so I have to get well. So yeah. <clears throat> sit with your pastor, help him work through the spiritual things, get a counselor, work through the other things, and then ask your friends to be friends. Mm-hmm. Say to them, this is what friends have to be. That's why I said, yep. thank you for not doing this. Yep. I say to friends, thank you for saying Sydney. I give <coughs> lessons to my friends so they can be friends in this process. I love that. So love tell that. us a little bit about Sydney. Well, I'm a biased father, um, but from the day she was could talk, she was a very inquisitive uh, person, very curious. So she was always curious about what's going on. So she didn't tell you a lot of things what she was thinking, except for when there's then she could be very forceful. But uh, and then the other thing is she always found the mutt. You know, the person in the room who nobody was paying attention to, and those were the people she spent uh, time with, and. Uh, that's why, you know, you know whether it be Christian service things she did at St. Lam- the activities she did at St. Lambert she got involved in uh, had to do with somebody younger or some uh, providing some type of care. Her Christian service hours were at Children's Care Hospital, and after she had her hours done, she kept going back. She was a big she goes down to Creighton, and I didn't find out um, uh, uh, that she was a big sister uh, formally for three years to a girl until her funeral her friends told me that she did that for three years so she didn't tell anybody that she you know went and read and then helped this girl for three years and the only reason she didn't do it her senior years because she's a little bit behind on her hours so she could graduate in four out four years she had to take extra classes (laughs) 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 and something had to give and that gave um so uh sydney's activities were always to to she did an awful lot of that and uh, so i think that's why you know are we jumping to Camp Sydney? Yes. I, yeah. I yeah. think that's why when Marcy and Mary Weber, mostly Marcy because of being the clinical director of Catholic Family Services, kept hearing of as I talked about Sydney, she had a sense of what she was in life, and so thus she'd be very interested in the ministry of Camp, what's now Camp Sydney. So I think that that's how it, it got chosen. It's kind of like, you know, St. Francis isn't the patron saint of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you, know you, you connect... Yep. people um, and names to what they did in life yep. in in memory and so I think that that's you know how this all came about so so in case somebody hasn't heard because this is broadcasting beyond our diocese yes. around the region what is Camp Sydney uh, Camp Sydney is a two plus day camp uh, for children who've lost a loved one 
they've lost a parent, they've lost a sibling, they've lost a friend, they've lost a grandparent, they, they, they've lost somebody dear to them. They come in for two days, and it, you don't have to be part of this diocese. You just, it's free, and uh, sign up, and when it's filled, it's filled, and, and when it gets filled, hopefully then we'll do two camps. Um, and you come in, and the children are, spend two days with children who have the same experience. You know, whether it be me as a dad, when I was grieving, I, th- I could have thought that what I experienced was, I'm the only one that is experiencing this craziness, because it's crazy. It feels crazy. It feels off the charts. And dads came to me and became my friends. Well, this gives the opportunity for those children for two days to only be with people mm. like themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they learn all, they see all the things that they feel is normal. Plus, they get at the levels that they can some uh, things to deal with things correctly so that mm-hmm. they don't do things. They, they know that they can come to mom and they know they could come to mom and make her cry. Mm-hmm. They learn that it's okay that, that they're missing dad. That they that they can cry together as opposed to avoiding this because they don't like seeing mom dot cry, and so they can learn that. The parents can also then the parents are there, and so they can learn what the children need. Again, it goes back to what I said about how I needed to learn how to do Mm -hmm. it myself. But what the parent needs is different than what the kid needs, and this really gives the 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 parent, whether they've lost a friend or a. uh, uh, the fellow parent, the co-parent, or whoever they've lost, the parent can learn mm-hmm. what's there. And then they can go back and they can be really a healthy, good household. It can be a household going forward healthily, properly. We're, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure that people have the opportunity. You mentioned it's open to anybody. Um, this is a Broom Tree Retreat Center, which is about an hour southwest of Sioux Falls. If people are curious, do you have any, like, how would you, what would you encourage them, encourage them to do if they're interested? The thing is, I would go to the Catholic, uh, South, Sioux, Sioux, Sioux Falls Catholic Family Services website. I don't know, I should have wrote, written SF down. SFCatholic.org. SFCatholic.org. Go to Catholic Family Services. They have a page on Camp Sydney. It tells you all the details of it. it. Tells you the dates. I think it's in June. It is June of next year. I should have wrote that down too. Uh, the dates have been set. There's a process in which you can um, uh, sign up, and they stay down at the camp. <laughs> we got the campground, and they take over the whole Broom Tree campground. And 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 the last thing that I that I that I uh, it's um, I forgot what I was. Uh, and parents are invited also parents are really needed need need to be there because i mean if they can't be there we've had grandparents bring their children what i want to say is the the other thing to think about is that this the staff at catholic family services this was something that they initiated on their own as a ministry and so the thing is that that mary weber and the team and the people she brings are very dedicated to this process to help the children leave their care for the two days. They come in for two days and they leave to go forward and and prosper and fly and do what kids should do. Troy Jones, thank you. Thanks, Troy. Thank you.